Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. excited today because I get to talk to someone I know personally. Many of my guests are from around the globe, but this lady, I know. I've been nose to nose and toes to toes with her. And I even did one of her magical full day retreats. And I, I came out feeling so uplifted and so whole and connected to my heart. Uh, at the end of the day with Laura Joseph. She's magical and I'm thrilled to have her on today. But Laura's journey has not come without challenge. When she was trying to heal that broken feeling that she had within herself for so many decades after suffering abuse, including domestic violence and rape, resulting in complex C, PTSD, Laura delved into traditional American healthcare system, hoping she could return to her unbroken self. She wasn't getting better, and band-aids were increasingly applied to her mental, emotional, and physical symptoms that began to spiral out of control. Laura began to heal herself when she began looking into the spiritual aspects of her issues that the healthcare system couldn't figure out. She systematically implemented a spiritually based holistic approach to her healing, which saved her life in ways to defy all logic. Since then, Laura's been a sought after spokesperson. Laura has experience, has experience as a trauma specialist, a domestic abuse advocate, college educator, end of life transition specialist, with over health advocacy and college educator with over 15 years experience working in the healthcare system. She's a healer, an educator, a natural born intuitive, a metaphysician and a trauma survivor, a health advocate, a mentor, an artist, a writer, and an overall spiritual badass. And I can attest <laughs> to that. <laughs> She's sought after for speaking all over. And she has a fabulous uh, website that is called Healing with Spirit. And her business is Healing with Spirit in Hingham, Mass. Laura, I am over the moon girl that you're with me today on 12-12. This is like a super <laughs> high energy day. And look what I've got. The cosmic uh. queen of resolving trauma from abuse. How are you, dear? I'm doing good. These energies are sure a shit kicker. That's all I know because it's really in, in trauma. It's, it's interesting. I was chuckling over the fact that we picked this day. And I did a live video this morning on 12-12 and how much of the trauma piece is enveloped in the whole 12-12 full moon on a 12-12 a.m. You know, day, a three-year. And I'm going, holy shit. Like, this is like major, like... The shaker, it's the generational, it's the personal, it's the karmic, it's all surfacing all at the same time. 
powerful, powerful energies. I love it. I, I love moon energy. Um, and I have many rituals I use uh, for new moons and full moons. And I had all my crystals laid out last night, had the singing bowl going, and I had them all in the moonlight. It was wonderful. Came down oh, wow. this morning and they were all like sparkling and charged. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because sometimes I'm a Pisces. So um, this was actually a Pisces number as well. So I was, I had the, I'm so sensitive that I couldn't sleep until after one, two o'clock in the morning. And then I had a hard time getting up this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, but I guess this is where I bless my junk because as, as I like to say is, you got to learn to bless that and learn to go master the flow, not the outcome, you know? And uh, you kind of chuckle at these little hiccups that we get, you know? <laughs> Wonderful. So I am just so taken back by your transparency, your vulnerability uh, in sharing that you personally went through decades of violence and trauma. So give the listeners a little history. I, I, I don't want to, you know, drag the, the suffering out, but just a recap of kind of what has inspired you to step up and do what you do today. Well, I didn't, growing up, I didn't know what a normal household was like. Uh, I grew up in an abusive household and uh, I have no resentment towards either one of my parents. They, I think at that time, did what the best they thought they could. But it also didn't make it easy for me to go to my parents for the subsequent events that had happened, um, where I was actually even molested as a child by some neighborhood kids that we just thought things were just normal, you know, because I didn't know what normal looked like. Um, I was sexually abducted at 12 in a town that was deemed to be safe. Even though nothing happened, so-called happened, um, I was still groped. I still blamed myself and didn't talk to anybody about it because, you know, hey, go help me find my puppy. And next thing I know, I'm behind this abandoned building and told to pull my pants down. Um, to being raped at 15, losing my virginity through rape. Uh, to being sexually abducted, uh, not sexually, um, woofied at 22. And my best friend had to pull me out of a car for strange men and figure out how to drive a stick shift in the middle of Philadelphia in the hills. So all by herself. So, um, and then I met my ex-husband and got married at 26. And then the rest is history of, of the systemic abuse that I didn't realize existed in our, even in our system, um, you know, that, you know, in the family courts and how 58,000 children are legally trafficked by way of family courts. We've seen a lot in the media this year, what's going on at the border. But nobody talks about 58,000 children being legally trafficked by way of family courts to abusers and rapists every year. It's awful. And you see in the news several times a year locally for me, children who have died in foster care. And that breaks my heart because that could have been prevented. Yeah, this is like... You know, I spent 10 years researching and advocating for families in Massachusetts. Uh, and the punishment, or I said the reward I got for doing so, I actually had 20 families against one judge. My mission was to remove him from the bench. And I grew up in an environment that the truth always prevails, right? That you tell the truth and, you know, it always wins, right? You can't, you know, abusers can't get away with things. 
And so I thought that that was on my side. And um, I ended up at Framingham State Penitentiary to be silenced. Um, it was the system's way of silencing me on advocating for these 20 families, which compromised over 80 children and, and protective mothers against one judge who was knowingly giving custody and visitation to rapists and documented abusers. Why <laughs> so many women get violated the way that you have, even in childhood, their teens, and yet they seem to minimize what happened to them. They are afraid to step up and really say what happened. Why do you think that is, Laura? Um, I think it's multifold. One, I know in my situation, it was retaliation. And not only retaliation from your abuser, but actually retaliation from the system that says on one level, we're gonna protect you, but really what they're doing is that the system is a colonized system. Let's get real, we think as women, we have rights. I didn't realize how many rights, because I was growing up very independent that I'm equal to a man in every way until I face the system that is very white man dominated. And it's not to say white men are evil, but this is the system that we've created. And um, so women are, don't have the power that we think we do when it comes to law, legislation, when it comes to being believed. Because when we have a colonized mindset, you know, it, it is conquer and enslave. That's the mentality of a colonizer's mindset. And until we as a society can wake up and realize that's the society we have been bred into, we can't change that. I had somebody ask me recently, why do we normalize violence and all these things? I said, because we're colonized. We don't realize we've normalized it. It's so in our veins. We don't even realize that what we're thinking and what we're believing is wrong. You know, when women blame women, you can see her coming out of a bar with her clothes ripped, bloody, bruised, and beaten. And the first thing might be, what did you do to deserve this? instead of who did this to you, right? Yeah. And I've seen people that claim to be healers and spiritual leaders, even in churches, that call out and say, women lie about rape. And I just go, oh my God, do you realize what you're doing? Do you real actually realize, because I know in my advocacy years, how many girls, I didn't know how bad this was when I was doing advocacy, of how prevalent roofing girls on college campuses are that um it's the gateway drug not the gateway drug but it's the gateway to keep yourself from getting prosecuted and that girls wake up on college campuses normalizing saying as long as they don't remember it's okay and there's something wrong with this when we start normalizing this behavior this violation that we don't realize later on may end up as fibroids, endometriosis, uterine cancer, you know, breast cancer, all these things that we know are linked to abuse and, and, and sexual violence. Just because you say you don't remember doesn't mean your body doesn't remember. And you hold that trauma. And what happens is it changes the cellular structure. Yes, it does. 
But you always say, if you can heal trauma, you can heal anything. That is a firm believer. That's been my mission. I mean, when I first left my marriage in 2005, they gave me a cocktail of a lot of medications of all kinds of things. I had all kinds of mental health as well as physical symptoms from uh, hemorrhagic uterine bleeding to severe PTSD, insomnia, anxiety, panic, um, to chronic uh, left side pain. I had a lot of these, I, was, I would choke, I would choke just on water. It was insane, the subtleties of what my body was, was, was how it was responding. And when I started realizing the cocktail wasn't making me better, but making me worse. That's what led me into, okay, there's got to be something else. And I grew up in the healthcare field and a, and a field filled with holistic doctors to boot. So I already had one foot in there a little bit. But when I started really going into the spiritual path and all of a sudden my body was kicking medications to the curb, I'm going, and I was actually getting better. I was like, okay, what's wrong with this picture? Because we all go to a therapist, go to a doctor and a pill's gonna fix you, or therapy's gonna fix you, and I'm finding, no, that didn't help me. That, that actually made me feel more broken, okay? So it doesn't mean that in some cases for other people that might be, that might be what they need, and I never persuade somebody to not seek those things, you know? But what, it's, what I say is when, the, when you've tried that and nothing is working, then you gotta look at another component, and with my Japanese teachers, I really got to understand that trauma sees itself, not just what we think, like, oh, in the mind, you know, or in the physical body. Well, no, but they're also, they're separate bodies. There's the mental body, the physical body, the emotional body, and the spiritual body. Where is the trauma seated? Yeah, it was grabbed by the throat and thrown up against the wall. Is it seating in me physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, or a combination? And how is that manifesting? So, how, do you, how do you decipher that? listening to the body. So I teach people how to listen to their, see, our bodies are designed to heal themselves. And I, we have been, again, from a colonized culture, we have been conditioned to turn our power over to a pill, to a corporation, to a doctor, to a politician, to an advocate, right? And what I do is I say, let me help you become your own superhero, Okay, because when you can do that and help your own body know how to heal itself, just by learning how to reconnect and re-educate re yourself on, on what does that look like? And I got, like this week, I had clients that said to me, geez, I didn't realize how far I've come. My mother said this to me today. I had somebody came in to me and said this to me today that says, you know, when you had this conflict last year, this is how you reacted. And... You know, they were very frustrated with how their mother was behaving. They couldn't handle it. And I said, but watch, we live together. What you're doing is going to rub off, right? So they said, but Laura, they were saying, look at this boundary you created, how healthy it is. And, and I go, are you paying attention to how your parents responding? Because you were saying that you didn't know how to get through. So, and to be mindful of how you're letting things go and you're going, but how did I do that? And I go, because you created this innate system within yourself. And my goal is help create that. We all create that differently. It's just what does that look like for that individual person? That's where it gets maybe a little complex, maybe a little time consuming. Is everybody 
has a different way of communicating and what that looks like for them. Do you have certain modalities that you really favor or um, recommend for women to heal trauma? I um, am a big advocate from, from everything that I've done. Um, I've done everything from massage to acupuncture, Tai Chi. I think it's, it's what works for you. For what has worked for me um, isn't just Reiki, because I got to be careful with that, because I can see Reiki as equally as harmful with the wrong practitioner who's unskilled and untrained. Um, but Jicket and Reiki. Uh, it's, it's, I couldn't understand how different it was when I was doing more Western Reiki. I had so many other things I had to add to what I was doing to make sure that what they were releasing was in a safe environment. And when I started learning Jikin and Reiki, which is the direct teachings out of Japan that are non-colonized, non-Westernized, as it was done in Japan, um, before it came to the West. And then I was like going, I was just looking at the results and I'm going, holy shit. It, it was like night and day. And then I started experimenting it with people with wound care and, and getting people's wounds that weren't closing for, for three months, all of a sudden one or two sessions closed. And so now I'm on a mission, obviously using myself as the poster board because if I'm not walking it, then how do I expect somebody else to do it? Right. So um, I, it's, it's not as easy. It depends on what's there's so much involved it's in the riches of chicken and Reiki. That's hard to do in a podcast. Okay. Um, can you can you maybe very in a very simple way? What's the difference between the Reiki that you're using and the Western Reiki that we're all kind of familiar with it? Is there some ingredient or something that you can kind of pinpoint for us to understand? Um, I think, you know, from my experience and coming from both worlds, I always knew there was something missing in the westernized Reiki. I didn't know what, because if it cured every known illness and disease, why wasn't I seeing this in a medical environment? Okay. So I felt like there was something, again, I come from a very intuitive, very uh, background. So I, something in me just didn't sound right. I didn't know why. And to be honest with you, just the word and I was drawn to. I didn't know why. And then when I learned that the word and translated into English means direct teaching. So I was like, oh, okay. So what I want to say, like, between Western Reiki and Jikin Reiki, Western Reiki some people say, oh, they talk about chakras and auras and crystals and, oh, let me talk to your dead uncle. None of that is Reiki. I just get that clear, <laughs> okay? And, and, and I'm hoping I'm not offending anybody, but it's just, this is, this is how we've westernized it. It doesn't mean that what they're doing is wrong because I did it, I taught it. I didn't understand either. And it doesn't mean what it, it doesn't mean it doesn't have a value. When I went to the direct teachings, it was really all about removing toxicity and restoring wholeness. It's about ego destruction. Ego destruction. Yes. Yes. And oh. it freaky. It's about, hey, put your hands on everybody and let's make magic. I'm, I'm a healer. I'm going to fix you, but I'm not going to do my work. Something as simple as like the Gokai, which I have my first book pending, talking about the Gokai which are five simple sentences, and in English, just something as simple as learning in English, 
minimizes the importance of saying in Japanese or in English, it's just for today, do not anger, do not worry, be grateful, do your duties fully, be kind to others. And in Japanese, it's kyo daki wa karo na shinpai suna conscious de gyo hagane itoni shinsetsumi. So when you say it, it, it there's a resonance because for frequency and vibration, these are the subtleties that can make magic. And I went and I have a pending book on this. I couldn't believe I wrote a book on five sentences. It's all related to healing trauma and chronic illness. And, and it made me realize, like, why do victims stay victims? It's because we're conditioned to believe that we're victims, right? Colonized mindset, who's going to believe me? You know, or I just got to cowboy it up and just move. I got to keep moving because I'm told I don't, I don't, you know, me grieving over this or me crying or, or, or having an emotional breakdown over what happened to me. I, sh I shouldn't be entitled to that. Right. So we are entitled. I teach, I teach my clients, uh, you have to honor that wound. You have to honor that pain. This, yeah. the, the magic to become whole again isn't avoiding the shadows, actually having the courage to go into the shadows and to know that the triggers, I call them triggers, the triggers are nothing more than a clue to the treasure on the treasure map. And when we can switch our mindset to see them as clues to the treasure and not as, oh my God, why am I feeling this? Oh my God, I'm gonna have a breakdown. Oh my God, I didn't wanna feel this again. No. Get out of that. I, tell, I, I got in my mindset to tell my brain to shut the fuck up. I'm already done with those games. You're not going to mess with me anymore. What happened to me happened to me. But my brain, I do not want my brain to kind of bring me back and constantly re-traumatize me. So it's creating those new neurosynapses, those new neuropathways and belief systems. So all these angles and all of this kind of came down to learning Jicket and Reiki. Because when you go into the ego destruction, you see all these things very clearly. My practice has shifted since learning that because there's so many pearls in Jiku Reiki that can't necessarily be shared. That's not taught in Westernized Reiki because it's a cultural difference. That's the fundamental thing. I know so many wonderful Reiki practitioners in the West that don't even say it's Japanese anymore. And it doesn't mean that what they're doing is wrong or that what they're doing doesn't have value. I want to be clear on that. But when we're talking about trauma, it's everything. It's everything. And it takes experience. It takes knowing when to put your hands on, when to not put your hands on, when to just hold space, okay? When to help somebody just practice the breathing and, and you know, and, and to know that they're, they're in a safe environment, right? So this is where I'm not putting myself first, I'm putting them first. But in order to put them first, I have to deal with my own junk. If I don't deal with my own junk, then how can I be effective for them? I've always said to women, you need to feel the pain in order to heal it. There's no way to circumvent that because it's gonna come back, it's gonna bite you in the tail harder the second time around. Yes. So you can deal with it and feel it and process it. Allow yourself that. You owe it to yourself if you've been through something horrific and you've been traumatized to feel the pain so that you know you need that once you're there, that you could, there are modalities, there are ways to heal it. But if you deny it, you're not going to get to the healing. 
That's exactly right. I mean, almost every person I have seen with either terminal cancer, cancer, autoimmune disorders, mental health issues from anxiety, PTSD, um, suicidal ideations to, you know, all kinds of things have all been linked to trauma. We have an epidemic of unresolved trauma in this country. And reason, you know, a lot of the opiate epidemic is also a way of numbing traumatic events. So, you know, this, and it's not just personal events, by the way. Let's just be clear. Some of the trauma that's surfacing right now isn't even our own. It's generational. because I'm seeing collective and generational. Yeah. Collective and generational is surfacing really hard right now. So for those of us who have been spiritually bypassing even our own traumas are especially feeling the weight of this tremendously. And then, you know, there's the old saying, when you surrender to what is, it no longer has power. There's a paradox of that. Like people don't realize that like, when you surrender, you actually have more power. Well, we don't see it as that. We see it as turning more power over. But yet the, the women that I see that get re-victimized, because I've been very outspoken in the spiritual community on sexual predators that have been infiltrating our communities. And the one thing I see with these women that are, make them targets is that they are looking for the knight in shining armor. They're looking for that guy that's going to rescue them, that's going to, oh my God, I'm so exhausted, I'm so broken. I've been there, I get it. But you don't want somebody to, to do it for you because when you have that's going to do it for you under the guise of let me be charitable under the guise of I want to be your knight let me help you right that is an invitation of I'm taking your power away and you don't even know it yes and it's when by time you cop on that's when the abuse starts every single woman that I've helped in these situations it's been that scenario over and over Okay, one of them ended up being sexually trafficked by their partner. Um, and she was worried about her whole losing custody and everything. And, and this is what happens. And like, we have to become whole. We can't expect. See, this is what they do. They beat us down so much that we get so exhausted. We feel so broken. that all we want is somebody to just help us. You know, and I've been there and, and I would never want anybody, I would never want anybody to live through some of the things that I went through. You know, I mean, I was borderline homeless, you know, I went from living in a beautiful home, mid six figure income, BMW, two acres of land and ground pool, whole works to $300 a month I was living on, you know, and having everything stripped away from me, including my children that I haven't seen in over 10 years, you know, and um, of the system. Hmm? Because of the system? Because of the system. Yes, I was punished uh, with my own children. They used my children to punish me for advocating for the other families. And um, I had You were a voice that threatened the shit out of them. You got it? I know. You know, I knew I was on to something because I think it was 2006, maybe or 2007, I can't remember. I was actually contacted by a 2020 reporter. One, and I forget how they got my information, but I knew I had to have been onto something if they were contacting me saying why, and at the time I only had 11 cases. And they go, why 11? Or why only 11? And, you know, but sometimes you don't always have the answers for those things, right? But what it said to me was, 
the fact that they're contacting me on 11 cases with one judge and they don't really give a rat's rear end about my case is telling me that, th that I was on to something. I didn't know what. I didn't know what at the time. You know? And it's the, collective co it's the collective corruption and the colonization that society. And it's so infectious that we don't even know. And this is the last tier that I'm seeing in order to heal trauma. We have to decolonize. Because this is the piece that I see with people. They go, why can't I just get over this? Why can't I just do this? Because the belief systems that they have are coming from a colonized mindset. It's that parameter that women are less than, that nobody's going to believe you, that you deserved it, right? Or you were complicit in it. You asked for it, right? All these things are coming from a colonized mindset. It's not coming from... Well, I am a woman and I'm a human being and I didn't deserve to be abused, raped, or beaten. Thank you very much. Yeah. Laura, you have got resources on your website for our listeners. Tell yes. them where they can find you, your <laughs> you know, web address, how they can get in touch with you. Because I know there are a lot of people out there that need this kind of help, healing and you know, with trauma. So I do a lot of events, too. Um, I, I speak at a lot of conferences, churches, organizations. Um, so sometimes those are posted on my event page. Um, and the, many of them are free. And um, I also have a blog on my website with links to, like, my YouTube videos and everything else, including one that is called Today I Bless My Junk, which is, like, a four-part series. Which is like, look, yes, I was raped, I was abused as a child. I can sit there and go, poor woe is me, be victim for the rest of my life. Or I can sit there and say, you know what? Because of what happened to me, I'm more empathetic. Because of what happened to me has made me feel like I am today. Because of what happened to me, I am the loud mouth and spiritual badass I am, right? More of a woman's champion than I was then because when I look at my mindset then, I was raised as a boy, not a woman. Okay, so all these things. Um, so I do have a series called Today I Bless My Junk. It's a four-part series in the blog section. My Love it. It is uh, www.larahealingwithspirit. So. Wonderful. Thank you, my friend. It's always a joy to see you. You too. I'm going to be seeing you on the solstice, honey. Yay! No, I can't wait. <laughs> Another powerful day. <laughs> Talk about some shit kicker. It's time to catch the 2020, by the way, for the 2020. In the next women's retreat on January 12th, we're going to be going into the numerology for 2020. Oh, awesome. it's, so for those of us with trauma, it's it's a big deal to get get the stuff rolling now to set up the the the, the legwork, the the platform for 2020 on how to take our power back. It's a very self-empowering year for those of us with trauma if you've already started the work now but bless you my friend thank you great to be with you you too thanks for listening to awakening divine wildness be sure to visit brokenopen-book.com to get a copy of mal's new best-selling book broken open embracing heartbreak and betrayal as gateways to unconditional love and for a limited time, you can get over 40 transformational gifts from Mal's launch partners. Claim all of this goodness at brokenopen-book.com.